Good morning, everyone. Oh, let's try that one more time. Good morning, everyone. I feel like everybody's in the building now. I would like to start by saying welcome to the Village Church, uh, where our mission is to know Jesus, to enjoy Jesus, and to glorify Jesus. Our vision is broken people coming together to embrace and extend God, Jesus' love. We're now using Linktree. This allows us to, to connect to all online information about our church, the giving of tithes and offering, along with our, our social media platform, all in one place. When you can, the Q code located on the worship guide, please point it out to the location with your phone camera. You get a short link when click navigates to the web page with a list of every link that you would need concerning our church. If you are a guest today, welcome. We ask that you scan the Q code located on the worship guide and click the, the link provided for the at TV CHSV, then click on the menu item for the first time guest. Our nursery is open today, so please feel free to use it. But I would like to also say that our kids are a part of our ministry, so we do enjoy them being a part of their church because this is their church as well as ours. At the Village Church, we believe that the giving of tithes and offering is an act of worship. You may give to the vision and the mission of the church by scanning the QR link tree code located on the worship guide and using the menu item entitled TVC Giving. This will direct you to the link on our webpage, or you may mail a check to our address at 2103 Virginia Boulevard, Huntsville, Alabama, 35811. After service... <coughs> You may also drop off your offering in the designated area in the back of the sanctuary. We welcome Amos Williams to our pulpit. There will be a commit, a com I'm sorry, a commissioning of Amos for the Hope Church, Hope City Church during the service. You are invited to stay after the service and hear more about Hope City and speak with the with the Williams family. These are your announcements. Please govern yourselves accordingly got one question for you guys this morning has God pursued you this week nobody has seen the Lord pursue them like I told you prior if you haven't seen what the Lord is pursuing you you're a little bit too busy I could think we could start by this morning he's not here today but he would say all of you all look beautiful but I will say also, you guys look healthy, you're well, you're here today, and God is faithful to the very end. Amen? He's more committed to the very end. Amen? He is our health and our strength. Amen? He's our refuge, our strong tower, our healer, our deliverer, our hope. So no matter what happened this week, nothing ever surprised our Lord and our Savior. The Roe versus Wade has shook a lot of people in this world, which I'm not going to give you my opinion, so do not ask. But I would say God is faithful even in that. So whatever is shocking to you is never shocking to him. So we can be encouraged that he knows all, he's in all, through all, he's our all and all. Amen? Amen. Let's worship. Lord, you 
Lord been good to you this morning? Has he been good? He is good. Whether I can say, yes, he has, like sometimes you don't feel like it, but he is good. And his mercies endure forever. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. From the rising of the sun to the setting of the same, his name is to be praised. Amen. And listen, I'm saying this to you guys. I'm, I'm saying it in your presence. I'm not really saying it to you. If I have to be honest, this morning I am saying it to myself. That the Lord is good. He is kind. He is loving. He is just. He is merciful. He is true. He sees all things. He knows all things. And nothing surprises him. Our Lord God, thou hast made the heavens and the earth with thou great power. Nothing, nothing is too difficult for thee. He knows my name. He knows your name. He is Emmanuel. He promises to never leave us or forsake us. Again, I'm saying that in your presence, but I'm saying to myself. So right now I need the gospel. A really smart person that I know has been in this pulpit before and said, sometimes you got to preach the gospel to yourself. So again, I'm saying it these things in your presence but I'm preaching the gospel to myself because when things seem shaky and things really are shaky and you're like what in the world and you think I'm just tired the Lord is still good he's still faithful he's still holding us with his righteous right hand Whether we believe it or not, that is true. And to that I say, praise God. Lord, you are good. You've been good. You are better than good. I can't praise you enough. I owe you my life. I can't praise you enough even if I try. Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship. Every praise. God, our Savior. God, our Healer. God, our deliverer. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's the everlasting God. And I can remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord because we set our hope on him. And he is the center of it all. See the songs that we sing, y'all. Thank you for whoever just did that. The songs that we sing is not just to check the box. And coming here to do the thing is not it's because it's the very least that we could do for him. And truthfully, it's the very least that we could do to say amen, praise the Lord, hallelujah, raise our hand, jump, or just say, mm, it's the very least that we can give him. Whether the sound is working or the instruments work. 
or have a stage full of people, the very least that I can do is say amen. Thank you, Lord. You are good. So that was for free. Thank you for bearing with me. But sometimes you gotta just you gotta tell yourself the truth because we are surrounded by so many things, and the, the devil is busy and he seeks to devour us, and he seeks to take our minds. So why Paul says we got to be alert and pray. We put on the whole armor of God so when the stuff happens, we have some gospel to preach to ourselves. Welcome to the Village Church where we are broken people coming together <laughs> to embrace and extend Jesus' love. And I invite you to do that with us this morning. Our call to worship. Now, back on track. Our call to worship this morning is from Psalm 130, verses 5 through 7. Please join with me where it says, congregation. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And his, in his word, I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning. More than watchmen for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord. Amen. Amen.
Father, you are who you are, even if we don't believe it. You are not the, your existence is not dependent upon our praise and our acknowledgement of who you are. You're self-existent. 
you will get your praise and honor for the rocks if you don't get it from your image bearers. But Lord, we gather here in this place, not for our own praise, not for our own glory, not for our own reputation, but for yours. We gather here under your name to give you honor and to give you glory, to just say thank you. Nothing that we have in our life comes because of just our hard work. It's because you have blessed. It's because you have provided. And we honor you for that. Yahweh Elohim, you are a covenant-keeping God. Even when we are faithless, you remain faithful because you would not deny yourself. We thank you for the ways in which you have provided for our needs. We thank you for the times in which you have told us no. Because you don't always say yes to everything we pray for. Even your no is good. Because you know better than ourselves for what we need. We think we know, but we really don't know. You are a good, good, good father. For those of us who have saving faith in Christ today... That's who you are. You are our dad. And we are your beloved sons and daughters. And so we don't have to come into your presence with fear. But we can come with reverence and honor. Knowing that we are coming in the presence of the creator of the universe who calls us beloved. Lord, that's so wonderful. Lord, that's so beautiful. That the, that the God who created the world says, I love you. The God who created the universe says, looks down upon us and says, that one is mine. The God of the universe looks down and says, you know, I like these people. I don't just love them, but I like them. I like being with them. Lord, even your discipline is a sign of your grace and favor over us. So thank you for all that you do and will do. And I pray for all of this in Christ's wonderful name. Amen. Good morning, TVC saints and guests. My name is Pastor Alex Shipman. I'm the senior pastor here at the Village Church. And if you are a guest, thank you so much for uh, being with us. Today we are going to commission Hope City Church to, uh, to go out and begin their work. And this is an exciting awesome journey for us as a church we are a small congregation but we didn't want that to be to hinder us from being about the father's business and us planning this church is a sign of god's grace for the village church and i'm so excited about what god is going to do in and through jessica and amos and their team over in west madison and so i would like to invite the the hope city team to come forward Okay. <laughs> so if you're part of their team, if you're part of their launch team, I want you to come stand up here with the Williams family. If you're able.
so in your worship guide, there were, there is um, some call and response questions there. Now I'm going to begin. There's some questions for the Hope City team, and there's some words here for the congregation as well. So it's, uh, hopefully it's up on the PowerPoint. If not, it's in your worship guide. say a few words while we wait on Miss Jessica Williams to come. I've had the awesome privilege of serving with uh, Amos over the last two or three years just to see his um, growth, his love for Christ, um, his passion for Christ, the passion for the gospel, his commitment to the gospel. Um, I don't, We haven't seen him, but I want you to know that this guy's been working really hard for the Lord. Um, in his time away, he's been out serving in the community where he's supposed to be serving full-time coming up to July 1st is going to be a big movement for him. Also, I want to encourage everyone to get engaged and get involved as he go out and spread and share about Hope Church, Hope City Church, where we can go out and pass out pamphlets and be engaged in that process. Because I'm excited to see what God is going to do with it and how he's going to flourish and how he's going to grow. Because I'm sure Pastor Alex will agree, when you are a, a church planner, you are a visionary, uh, it takes a lot that goes into that. It takes a lot of planning, a lot of education, a lot of knowledge that you just do not know anything about. And I found out how dumb I really was about just understanding what it takes to even begin the process of doing a church plant by working with him. So I want to say, please get engaged. Uh, we implore you. We encourage you. We say, let, let's look, see what the God can do. And if you can't support financially, always do pray. Because what we found out, what I've grown to find out is God is bigger than we are. He's more faithful than we are, and he's more than committed than we are. And the devil in hell will not prevail against what he's going to do. So as his lovely wife comes up, comes up, I want to say thank you guys for listening to me. I'm going to put it right back in the hands of Alex. Thank you, T. <laughs> this is not just a, a huge thing for us as a church. Uh, our work, The Village Church is part of the Presbyterian Church in America, and we're also part of Providence Presbytery. Amos is just the second African-American teaching elder in our presbytery, and Hope City would be the second church led by uh, African-American TE in our presbytery. So this is a huge step, not just for us, but a huge step for the PCA and for Providence uh, Presbytery as a whole. So, uh, congregation, will you please stand? So I'm going to begin. The Hope City team will respond, and the congregation will respond. So you would need your worship guide for this if it's not up on the worship guide, if it's not on the PowerPoint. So I'll begin. We present these servants before you, O Lord, committed to pray consistently for them in their service to you. We send these, your missionaries, out as an extension of ourselves, Seeking your protection, wisdom for them. We 
Use them, O oh God. Use us, O oh God. Thank you. All right, we'd like to have, um, call, you may be seated. I would like to call forth um, all the deacons, deacon assistants, women shepherds. We want to lay our hands on uh, the Hope City team, and now we're going to uh, ask Elder, De- Elder Dennis to pray for them. Lord God, Father, Son, Spirit, we first and foremost thank you, Lord, for preparing my friend, our former assistant pastor, Amos Williams, for this endeavor. Lord, we understand that your church is both global and local at the same time. And Lord, as you have stated, Uh, The gates of hell will not prevail against your church. And here locally, Lord, we trust that you have adequately prepared Amos for this endeavor. And Lord, as you send him out, as you send us out, give, give him, give us favor with the citizens of this community. And Lord, as you draw to Messiah, those whom you will draw, Add to this church, to Hope City Church, as you will. We thank you, Lord, for the effort and the, the, the faithful service that Amos will provide to you, Lord. Your word tells us that you own the cattle on a thousand hills. The individuals that you will place in Hope City Church, Lord, belong to you. They are part of your flock. And again, we thank you for the work that, he, that Amos will provide. Lord, we ask for protection over Amos, Jessica, the boys, as they go out. Our enemy is real. And we do not pretend that we can stand against him in, our own, in ourselves. But Lord, you protect us. Your armor protects us. And so, Father, we ask for your protection, your provision, your, your grace over this family's life. And, Lord, we ask that you surround Jessica with women, godly women who will be her friend. We, we, we in America, within your church, are broken, and we do not always treat uh, pastors' wives with care. We, we, in some cases, idealize pastors, and then we dismiss their families. Lord, have mercy on the church in America and bless this family. Lord, strengthen the launch team. Allow them to work together to serve you, to move forward your purposes. And, Lord, when conflict arises, that they can work past it, forgive one another, because conflict will occur. It does occur in ministry if, if, if the people listening are not, are not aware. So, Lord, have mercy. And, Father, help us, the village church, to, to serve and and to come alongside as you would have us come alongside, to be here for Hope City Church, to be a, a, a parent church and a, and, a, and a sibling church, to be friends, Lord, 
to serve in this larger community, to be a blessing in the lives of the, of the citizens of Huntsville, to serve you faithfully. Lord, again, we bless you. We thank you for this awesome privilege to partner with you in ministry. You don't need us, but yet, like a loving parent, you invite us, little children, to come alongside you. We make a mess in the process. You fix the mess, and you move forward. Lord, we bless you. We thank you. We honor you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. especially women, are experiencing a wide range of emotions because the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on Friday. Some are excited and rejoicing, while others are hurting and angry. Even some of you here this morning might be experiencing similar emotions. Personally, I have mixed feelings about the court's decision. I'm excited about all the unborn babies in our country. I'm super excited about that. I'm also grieving with the women and maybe even men who are hurting because of the decision. And as a church family, I want us to navigate these emotions and this decision with much love, grace, and compassion. We can't assume everyone here feels the same way about that decision. That would cause a lot of church hurt if we do. So let's be slow to speak and quick to listen when it comes to this. Also, if any sister here, if you need to speak to someone about uh, that decision, you know, our women shepherds are here to listen. If all our women shepherds, will you please stand up so the, the sisters can know who you are? Yes, these are our women shepherds, and if you need to speak with them, please do. If any of the brothers here, if you need to talk to one of our elders, have the elders stand up. You know, we're here for you as well To if you need to have someone to talk to. So uh, thank you all for standing up. So the, what I want us to do is let's love our neighbors well here. Let's love them well as we move forward. Let's love our community well as we move forward. Let's love one another well as we move forward in this. So let me pray, and thank you all for listening. Father God, I am, as I said, I'm super excited about what this decision means for all the unborn children that will be born in our country. And I also grieve for some of the women who are upset and hurting because of this as well. And so I pray for your church, your bride, that we would navigate this space in a way that's loving. I definitely pray for all the states in our country who have decisions to make. Governors have decisions to make, and these won't be easy decisions. And so I pray for wisdom for them. I don't want to be in their seat at this moment. And I pray for your bride across this land that as she seeks to be salt and light, I pray that our testimony would be well and our testimony would make uh, Christ shine brightly in the lives of, uh, in our lives and, in, and as we reach out to our neighbors, I pray that they would see Jesus over us. So be with our words, be with our actions, and help the gospel to go forth. And so help us to be able to not just pray into what people are feeling, these emotions, but speak truth in love. 
and speak truth to power in love. The gospel, Lord, is for broken people. And so help your church to shine. And I do want to pray for all, you know, even before this decision, there have been Christians and agencies who have been working in this area for years. Pregnancy centers, we have one here in Huntsville, Choose Life. They, they've been working here with moms for years. And we do not want to just uh, gloss over the work that has already be done, begun. And so, Lord, pray for those agencies. Pray for those Christians who have labored hard. And I pray as they continue to labor, you give them much grace and favor. And I do pray for all of this in Christ's wonderful name. Amen.
Good morning. You know, I appreciate that uh, during my time here at the at the church, the good mornings and the the greetings have gotten louder, and the amens have gotten gotten louder. I appreciate that. Um, man, uh, I have a I have a manuscript here. I don't know if I'm gonna stick to it today. We'll see. I, I never go off script, so we'll see what the Spirit does. Uh, but I feel I feel excited. I feel overwhelmed today. Uh, the text for today uh, is not in your bulletin, so surprise. I know y'all are used to having it there, but I got a surprise for y'all. Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20. And uh, if you uh, have been, you know, here at the Village Church over the past year, you know that um, we preached all the way through the gospel of Matthew, Um, and uh, this was the last text in our sermon series. Uh, So when you hear uh, the elements of this sermon, just act like you hadn't heard it already, because this is is a a, a older sermon that I have reworked, but uh, like it's fitting. Right. It's fitting, you know, Matthew 28 verses uh, 16 through 20 talk about the Great Commission. And as we are being commissioned out as a church, I thought it fitting to look at this biblical text. Uh, Let's pray. Let's go to the word and the Lord of prayer. We'll read our text and we'll get right to work. Father in heaven, we thank you for being good to us. You are a good father. God, you are a God who is merciful, gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. You keep steadfast love for thousands. You forgive iniquity and transgression and sin. But you are a God who will by no means clear the guilty. God, since that is your character, we put our hope and our faith and our trust in you. So now in this preaching moment, God, we ask that 
you would speak through me. So speak, Lord. Speak, Lord, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Speak, Lord. Amen. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am always with you to the end of the age. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In 2011, I met a very peculiar person. This man's name was Roy Hubbard. Some of y'all know Roy. And so the tagline of peculiar is fitting. I was a student at Alabama A&M University. And I was wrestling with my faith. And I was also wrestling with this thing I had discovered a couple years earlier called Reformed Theology. Who could have ever predicted that meeting a God who was starting a college ministry called Ruff? Some of y'all get that. R-U-F. Who would have thought that meeting him would change the course of my life forever? In 2012, Roy introduced me to this really smart guy who initially intimidated me a little bit because he was brilliant. This guy's name was Alex Shipman. From that moment, I knew that I wanted to be connected to him and Roy for the rest of my life. My brothers and sisters, we have finally made it to the day that we have, as a congregation, we have been looking forward to for years. Now, our vision for planting Hope City Church has transformed over the years. I originally thought that I would be planting in my hometown of Decatur, Alabama. A lot is different. A lot of things have changed since my family's time here at the Village Church. We've experienced ups and downs as a congregation. We are a much different church than we were when I first got here. Our congregation has experienced tragedies and triumphs. And I've joked with Alex about this before, but it wasn't, I've been in ministry since I was 17 years old. Um, And my dad is a pastor. And I saw all of the things that my dad went through as a pastor. And I still wanted to be in ministry. But it wasn't until I got on staff at the village church that I started to question, do I really want to do this or not? Do I really want to do this? The world is also a different place than it was 
when my family started attending this church. Donald Trump has been our president. Who would have ever thought that would have happened? LeBron James is a Laker. I've got two children. A lot has changed along the way, but one thing, my brothers and sisters, has remained consistent. King Jesus is on the throne. And he continues to demonstrate his faithfulness to us, his children. And although my vision for church planting looks a little bit different than it did years ago when I first came on staff with the Village Church, the core of the mission is still the same. And that is to make disciples. To tell a dying world about the hope that the gospel brings. The early church, in the early church, Christians were known as followers of the way. John 14, 6 tells us that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes to the Father except through the Lord Jesus. Jesus is the way to the Father. At, at Calvary, The Lord Jesus bore our sins and he bore our shame and he imputed his righteousness to us, his beloved children. That means that when you are in Christ, when you have placed your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are now reconciled to God because of Christ's righteousness on your behalf. Jesus lived the sinless life that you could not live, and he paid the penalty of death that should have been ours. And then he rose from death as the cosmic king with power and authority. And today in our text, we see how our cosmic king uses his power and authority to spread his kingdom throughout history and throughout geography. Allow me to set the scene for you of our five verses today. A carpenter from Nazareth went on a three-year ministry tour through Palestine, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and proclaiming and claiming to be the Son of God. This carpenter from Nazareth had followers who went all in on the message that he was preaching. And they eventually confessed that he was the Messiah, the anointed one of God. But leading up to our passage, this carpenter from Nazareth was crucified. He was executed as a criminal and all of the hopes and dreams and aspirations of his followers died along with him. They went chips all in, my brothers and sisters, on a carpenter from Nazareth. And y'all have heard me say this many times before. This would be like you putting your faith, your trust, all of your dreams in a plumber from Coleman. It's no shade, again, to my brothers and sisters from Coleman. If you're from Coleman in here today, it's no shade. But now, 
There is news that the Lord Jesus has been raised from the dead because he appeared to two women named Mary and commissioned them to go and tell the disciples that he would meet them in Galilee. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 32, Jesus told his disciples that when he when he raised from the dead, he would meet them in Galilee. And in the opening verse, in the opening verse of our passage, we get the fulfillment of Jesus's words. Let's look at verse number 16 in our passage. Now, the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. Jesus's ministry began primarily in Galilee. So this brings Jesus's ministry full circle. From the center of Jesus's ministry, his disciples would now be commissioned out to continue the spread of the gospel throughout the world. As the father sent the son, the son was now sending his children to proclaim the good news of the kingdom. My brothers and sisters, what joy and what angst they must have felt as they arrived in Galilee. In verse 17, the disciples see Jesus. And Matthew does his best to describe the emotion of the moment. Let's look at verse number 17 together. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. When the disciples see Jesus... They do the only thing that you should do when you see the cosmic king of the universe. They worshiped him. That's the natural response when you are in the presence of the cosmic king. But the text also says that some doubted. The fact that some who were present doubted is it's a bit ambig- ambiguous, but it's understandable. How would you react Think about it. If someone you knew was dead came back to life. So this doubt here in our text is actually not the absence of faith. Rather, it is a sense of insecurity about the situation. It is a feeling that is often associated with fear. In Matthew 14, 31, as the apostle Peter walked out on the sea to join Jesus, He saw the wind and he saw the waves and he became afraid. Peter cried out to Jesus and was rescued. And Jesus asked Peter, oh, you of little faith, why? Why did you doubt? The same idea is used again here in verse number 17 to convey the emotion of the moment of seeing the resurrected Lord. I've experienced this feeling before. I was standing in about in front of about 65 people or so. It was a moment that I had been anticipating for almost three years. When the doors swung open, I couldn't believe what was happening was real. What was happening was true. My palms got sweaty and my knees knocked a little bit. I thought to myself, this can't be real. This is too good to be true. And this day was March 8th, 2013, the day that I married the love of my life. It was a moment that doesn't seem real to me even now sometimes, because I I married up, y'all. I married way up. 
This is the kind of emotion that the disciples felt when they saw the resurrected Lord. It was a moment that was too good to be true. So all kinds of emotions filled their hearts because their Messiah, the one they had gone chips all in on, the one who was dead was now alive again. My sisters are here today, uh, so I hope I don't embarrass y'all too much. When I was a child, when we were kids, my parents would give us chores, of course, right? That's what parents do. Uh, They don't want to do it, so they make the kids do it. Can't wait till my boys are old enough to cut the grass and all that. I can remember on a few occasions, though, uh, that my parents would, would leave the house, go do whatever they were doing, and they would give me and my sisters a message to relay to one another. They would say stuff like, tell Tasha to wash the dishes when she gets up. Or tell Tiana to clean her room before we get back home. And, you know, as a child, sometimes you can be a little bit petty. You know, so I was a little petty. So... My mom or my dad would give me this message to relay to my sisters. And I would relay the message with a healthy mama said or daddy said, if you don't clean your room up before they get back, you know what's up, right? Now, even though the message came from me, it had all of the authority of my parents. Because it came from them. So when my parents checked to see if the job was done, they expected it to be done as if they gave the message directly themselves. In verses 18 through 20, Jesus declares that he has all authority in heaven and earth. Then he gives his disciples a commission and a promise in light of his authority. Let's look at verses 18 through 20. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. Jesus declared himself to be the cosmic king. And just as all kings, Jesus wants to expand his rule, his reign. He wants to expand his kingdom. So Jesus commissions his disciples as ambassadors to go out to make more disciples. The Apostle Paul puts it this way in 2 Corinthians 5, verses 17 through 20. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespass against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, We are ambassadors for Christ, God, making his appeal through us. 
my brothers and sisters, do you realize how important you are to the kingdom of God? God has ordained us, his children, to share the gospel and to grow his kingdom. There is a great gap between God and man that can only be filled by the Lord Jesus Christ. And if we don't proclaim the gospel, my brothers and sisters, people won't hear it. Can you sense the urgency and the importance of what the Lord Jesus is commanding for us, his children? And my brothers and sisters, y'all are in the room, so I got you for a couple minutes. So don't get it twisted. The gospel ministry is not just for the ordained clergy. It's not just for the pastor who stands up on Sunday morning. It is a command and and an expectation for all Christians. And my brothers and sisters, let me... Again, make it plain to you, there is a real sense that you can't be a very good Christian if you're not making disciples. If the world is going to experience the true reconciling power of the gospel, it's got to happen through us. If people are going to meet the cosmic king, it's going to happen through you. If people are going to be saved from their sins and reconciled to God, it's going to happen through us. If people are going to experience the hope and joy and true happiness that comes from knowing the cosmic king, it's going to happen through us. Now, my brothers and sisters, we love this this passage, this great commission, and we love to apply it to our lives in the sense of, you know, what, uh, what is our, uh, you know, what is our Jerusalem? What is our Judea? What is our ends of the earth? Uh, in Acts 1.8, uh, which is a reshaping of the Great Commission, uh, it says, And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and then to the very ends of the earth. But there is a sense that, we must acknowledge that aspects of the Great Commission have already been fulfilled. And what I mean by that is you and I sitting in this room, we are the ends of the earth. So Jesus' words were true. The gospel went from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to the ends of the earth because we are the proof. We are the fruit. The gospel went forth just as he said it would, but... In the words of Kobe Bean Bryant, the job's not done yet. We can rejoice because we know that the Lord Jesus will save all of those who he has intent to save by the power of his spirit. But there is still a need for disciples to be made, my brothers and sisters. The Lord Jesus gives us a commandment to make disciples through baptism And teaching them all he commanded. And Matthew ends our passage with a promise from our Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus tells his disciples, I am with you always to the end of the age. So we can proclaim the truth of the gospel to the nations and we can make disciples in confidence because we know that the Lord Jesus is with us. And I love the construction of this sentence because first it captures the work of the Holy Spirit 
but it also captures the fact that the great I am is with us. Just like he was with Moses, the great I am is with us. So we, my brothers and sisters, we can be ambassadors for Christ because I am is with us. We can call people to faith and repentance because I am is with us. We know that the gospel will save sinners because I am is with us. We know that the gospel will be 100% effective because I am is with us. We can take confidence in the irresistible grace of God at work because I am is with us. We can know that all those whom God saves will endure to the end because the great I am is with us. So my brothers and sisters, know, know for a fact that the great I am is with you. I'm so thrilled i'm excited overjoyed to have a to be used by god to make disciples to be sent out by you all to plant a church Uh, words just don't do it do it justice because when i think about how small i am and how the lord has chosen to use me For his good work. I'm overwhelmed by that. So my brothers and sisters. Be in prayer. Seek God. For the ways that you can be used. To to proclaim the gospel to the nations. Because this command. It didn't expire. When the gospel reached the new world. This command doesn't expire. Until the end of the age. We're not there yet, my friends. But please consider how God is calling you to make disciples and to continue to spread the truth of the gospel to the nations. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you that you are still saving folk. Lord, your church is still growing. Lord, as we look forward to making disciples, we pray that we would see genuine new conversions happen, that new believers would rise up from the work that the village church is doing and the work that other faithful churches throughout the world are doing for your glory. Transfer growth is cool. That's good. It's not a, it's not a bad thing. But Lord, We trust that you're still saving people. Lord, won't you do that through us? We yield ourselves. We make ourselves available. You have made us your ambassadors. You have given us the message and the ministry of reconciliation. No other organization, no other entity has that gift. Lord, help us to take that seriously. Help us, give us through your spirit, a spirit for evangelism, a spirit for discipleship. In those moments, give us the words to say, and Lord, shut our mouths when we don't need to talk. 
we thank you for the promise that you have given us through this word. That you are with us. So we trust you. We believe you. And we give you all praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name we pray and give thanks. Amen.
slash presentation after the gathering I'm going to be doing some updates about the Hope City Church and kind of where we are in our process so uh, all are welcome to attend that that's going to be happening right after the gathering I think as quickly as I can get set up and all of that we'll probably head right into it so yeah all are welcome to attend that all right again beautiful people let's receive the Lord's benediction to his beloved children now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God our Savior through Jesus Christ our Lord be glory majesty dominion and authority before all time and now and forever amen go in grace <laughs> 